War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. Photoshopped. Welcome to episode 46 of Channel Massive. You have Woo-hoo. four hosts this evening. That's cuatro for our, our peeps down in Mexico. <laughs> what a liberal. That's Jason and Jim, and also Mark is here. <laughs> Feeling gentle and subtle. And I'm Noah. Hi, I'm- Noah. Hi. Hi, Noah. It's good to hear someone talk to me. <laughs> Hello, Noah. Tell us, tell us just all your problems. Bark comments. When, did, when did you first realize that your life was a failure? Tell Jeez. us all about it. When he started. When I started Channel Massive. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> I was That's, just say. I think we all had that epiphany ourselves. <laughs> we, we have a huge chalk-packed episode for you tonight. At least we have lots of things that we could possibly talk about. We will hopefully choose the things that are most entertaining. We have lots of emails. We never do. We have lots of stories, and we have a special, very exciting new segment that we're going to launch. Block Osteria! With this episode. (laughs) And that's what it is. I think I just popped a brain brain vessel, man. Yeah, you are stroking out. Dude, you got a big old... Block Osteria! Jason, does everything seem weird to you now? That? I'm not listening to you, Mark. <laughs> well, I guess it's well, That was to... a sweet throwback to episode 44. It was. For those of you who are keeping count. No, that was episode 45. 45. But obviously you're not keeping count, so... <laughs> Isn't this episode 45? No. No, no it was wrong. He can't Noah. keep up with... And you haven't even had any I just go set. off whatever Noah says. I said 46 at the beginning. I've had our, three Roman cups. Our breakneck pace is too much, and so we've decided to make every episode episode one. That <laughs> yeah. way, Noah can remember. <laughs> so, that was a throwback to episode, episode zero. Right. Oh, and this would be episode one. That was one. like our or- origin episode. <laughs> that was <laughs> the pilot. That was the origin. <laughs> That's where we got our Last superpowers. week's pilot. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something tangible. So our first segment tonight is our favorite, what we've been playing. Because we get to talk about ourselves. And (laughs) what could be better than that? (laughs) What makes you think I give a shit what you guys have been playing? Exactly. You get to talk about yourself. I don't care what I've been playing either. <laughs> I know what I've been playing. All right, well, let's skip this up. Well, uh, I guess no segment. one Mark will talk about what yeah. we've been playing. More about us. Yeah, more Mark, about us. More what time have you for been us. Playing? I've been playing Age of Conan exclusively. Oh, it's a committed relationship. It is monogamous 
it's my my relationship with with Gankarella, my my conqueror babe. So we've been playing playing. She's no longer your conqueror slash assassin. I've given up. No, she will never be She's able to stealth and backstab destiny. people. <laughs> Rather, she proudly proclaims her presence and draws aggro from every single mob <laughs> on the game map. Now, how's that working out for you? It's made me a better player in that I've learned how to run and drink potions and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, switch dances. Interesting play style you have there, use Mark. battle shouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so far, it's going pretty well. I'm, I'm like just level 25. I haven't had a ton of time, but the time I've had, I've been just playing that character. I've been having quite a bit of fun with it. And uh, I just downloaded... Company of Heroes and Company of Heroes Opposing Front some for some RTS love. Is this from Electronic Arts? It's a Relic. I don't know if oh. Electronic Arts is like the publisher. I was not. just curious because I remember last time you downloaded Hellgate and no. you were told you only had a two-year license to use the game. I got this with Steam and it was really oh, a nice. good deal for both. I really want to check out that Audio Surf game on Steam. Have you tried that? It's yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Right on. Yeah. That's I like doing it to 50 Cent. <laughs> oh, right on. I bet it's all, like, kind of jerky. It is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty then cool. Then I tried to hook her with a penis with Tool. Uh-huh. It's pretty sweet. Oh, I haven't, haven't, hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I, I think mostly I just try. listen to my Lawrence Welk remixes. <laughs> I'm going to try Inya, I think. <laughs> Inya would be good, or some Enigma, or maybe, I don't know, yeah. something. something that, yeah, that, would, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> This isn't your segment, Jason. Remember, Autopilot. you're not talking. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Mark. It's okay. I, I jumped in too. That's fine. I'm I'm pretty much done. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's my turn. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> so, Noah loves to talk about himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn, really. It's all my turn. Tell us about your latest Nintendo lawyer role-playing adventure. That's exactly what I've been playing. I got four new games on my DS, but I can't stop playing the lawyer one. That's my favorite. So I've been playing Apollo Justice. Ace Attorney. Apollo Justice. Like I told you, I, I mentioned in a previous episode, there was a segment about panty stealing, and it actually did continue on quite a while. There was this person stealing all sorts of panties and trying to discreetly dispose of them in different areas. Was now, his name Jim? <laughs> Is his email address mail at channelmassive.com? <laughs> M-A-L-E. Well, you, you have a bit of a panty stealing background too, though, Noah, don't you? I mean, oh, yeah. it was that, uh, that awkward, totally that awkward to work game. incident that we had with... <laughs> yeah, Remember my panty mobile? But he would yeah. steal them to wear them. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> no, he did have a mobile Art of, becomes of function. panties. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Bauhaus? Yeah, Four motor function art. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I also got a chance to play Age of Conan with everybody over at Jim's place, as you listeners might Jim have seen Fest. in the vlog. It was really fun. Really I fun. love my bear shaman. We it's, all love your bear shaman. It's very satisfying yeah. to play. As someone that... I get kind of the best of both worlds, because I like playing mage-type characters where I get to do heal and stuff like that, but you know what you always want, which you don't do. And what's cool about the bear shaman is you're kind of built to tank, and so you can run up and tank... With your gi- gigantic ass mallet, yeah, just that using that cool. huge sledgehammer and whacking everything—it's awesome. And then every time that I hit something successfully, that results in heal spells. So it's like I get to be both a healer and a tank at the same time, and that it's all—they're intrinsically tied together. You have to do one to do the other for the most part, and it's just. Well, I'm glad you liked the class because man, <laughs> I I couldn't stand it. I think we're gonna get into this later. Yeah, so uh, the mail we bomb. do have a listener who wrote in about the Bear Shaman as well. And we'll get no, into actually, that. he disagreed with Mark, not with me. 
Right. Isn't that how it works out? Stay on topic. I don't know. Stay on topic. (laughs) Everybody disagrees with Jason. (laughs) Jason, what have you been playing? Oh, that's Uh, about all the time we have. Oh, darn it. We're out of time. It's my turn. Wait, it's my turn. We do have a lot to talk about tonight. (laughs) Our grueling pace. I've been playing uh, Age of Conan. All right, bye-bye. I've got my Herald of Zotli up to level 32. Right on. crap. You've actually surpassed Beyond 20. I thought you were at a hard ceiling. No, I I, I stopped... Smelt the herald. Smelt the herald. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I'm not going to smelt the herald. No, not not going to happen. Time to log in as him. Thanks for running that key. <laughs> so I've been logger, doing Jay. that. I've been kind of <laughs> kind of dealing with quite a few warts in the game. Warts in the game. Wargs or warts? Problems that I've been encountering. Like, well, one design thing that I, I just starting to annoy me is where they force you to put points into skills that you really shouldn't have to worry about such a decision with your character with when you like climbing hit, when you when you hit level 30 it requires well in the area that I'm in it requires that you scale this side of this mountain to get up to these caves spoiler alert spoiler alert thanks jay <laughs> we really appreciate it <laughs> anyway, actually i'm kind of glad that he discovered that cuz now i know to put 100 points, points in yeah so now you have so basically it, you can't but you can't climb it unless you have 100 so um, skill level. For all of you listeners who haven't hit thirty yet, make sure by level thirty you have hundred points yeah, in climbing, so or you will be very that was unhappy. Kind of, that kind of ticked me off. Because, or twenty man, points. I'd, by I'd rather level put those points into something like I don't know, run speed, stamina, health regeneration. <laughs> you know, dancing, <laughs> dirty ca- dancing, casting concentration. You know, some useful or skills. Dancing. You know, climbing. Eh. Yeah, I think it's a really corny decision. I think on their it's part. a really bad. Design. Decision yeah, at least they're part. not forcing you to stick it into run speed as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Something you know, some other crazy. Skill well, and it's like they, they give you quests, with, I guess, and they don't advise you that you're going to need. Climbing that's that's for it. the point I made. Yeah, exactly. When we were talking about this offline, so that kind of cheesed me off a little bit. But I'm, ha- you know, overall, I'm still having a lot of fun with the game. I, I just I stuck with the Herald this week, and um, I'm probably I'm just going to try to level them up as much as I can until I get a case of Alt Itis. So when will Zotli be appearing? Well, you're the herald of Zotli, you should know. Oh, I, I don't know. Who knows? Well, hmm. <laughs> mm, perhaps you will come prepared to the next podcast. <laughs> oh, perhaps. You, either that or I just won't show up at all. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Idle threats. We did fire you at episode 13. <laughs> you have been laid off several times. <laughs> anyway, so it's been Age of Conan and, of course, Guitar Hero 3, Raining Blood, still pissing me off, and that's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. We're sorry about but that. You, what have you been doing, Jim, in your in your injured state? Hello, my name is Jim. I play <laughs> Blasphema on the Wicana server. She's a level 21 demonologist in Age of Conan, and I'm drinking Morgans and Coke. And <laughs> That's right. We didn't say what our character names were. That's very good memory, Jim. Thanks. You want to go around the table again? Mark actually said Gankarella. Yeah, Gankarella, yeah. but I didn't say the server, Wicana. Wakana. We're all on Wakana as per our... I'm seriously thinking about switching to a PvP server. No, you can't. We're in this for the long haul. I, Mark, The way Mark described it in the last episode, or, or what was the last episode? It wasn't very appealing. It didn't sound and fun. Actually, I have another friend that uh, out in Boston that had been playing, and, and he thought there were way more technical issues, problems oh, really? on the PvP servers. You know, I I don't want to be a wuss about it, but I'm looking forward to seeing whatever type of adjustments they're going to have. I mean, because they're going to come whether they're good or not, and I'd rather just wait for those adjustments to occur before I get into it. No, no, you are a wuss. 
<laughs> My characters are <laughs> well. The bear shaman is Gobalt, kind of like Gobot, but with you know, an A U L T. What we should do is uh, post these on. So the, kind of like sort of not yeah. really <laughs> on the blog. Sounds like, like sounds like Gobot, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> That's like the Kmart Transformer, right? A Gobot. Ooh, that's well, a burn, yeah. man. Burned. I don't and really like Gobots. I like Transformers. Right. Gobots are ghetto. Yeah. I like Micronauts because I'm old school. Right. And right. Shogun Warriors. So anyway, Sorry. yes, I've been playing Age of Conan exclusively uh, with my foot up on the desk. Uh, it's very funny looking. Especially because he's, it's nice and he's pink usually and wearing his Speedo because he's a uh, European <laughs> And I'm not talking about European. his cast either. His foot is pink and green. I swear to God, it's pretty Candy disgusting. Candy stripe, pink and green. It's cool. It's pretty gross. It's Frankenfoot, we like to call it here in the studio. I too. Uh, the only thing that I've uh, found that I I don't like, and and I think this is just my prioritization and and lack of knowledge in the game, but I I don't like the running. Run across the continent. Oh no, you're not the only one. No, buddy. well, it doesn't and matter I, whether you know I, the game or not. Yeah, dude. well, I, th- I think running I could... all over the place for a while. It does. I mean, because it takes you like you'll do one quest. I know what you're talking about. You do a quest in one area, and you run back, and the quest continues. Oh, like, yeah. So you have to run all the way back. Right, again right. Yeah. Here to the same area. Why couldn't they just give you like, like all the quests that are supposed to be done in this one area exactly. all at once? So you don't have to run back and forth. Or why can they just but, but give however, you this I think that if I if yeah. I were managing my quest better, I could probably go. Okay, no, I, you guys I, it doesn't matter because you're going to encounter mm. that anyway. But anyway, I, I think part of it's <clears throat> poor management skill on my part, part of it's game design. But I'm I'm running an awful lot, and it's kind of uh, not. Well, see, it's not giving me a lot, not lot so of good for uh, you either, knowing that you can't really run in real shut life. Shut up, Jay. The virtual crutches <laughs> on his character were very scary. <laughs> you don't have to rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you Look listening, Jason, Jason is banging Jim's casted foot just into the because wall. you can't have sex anymore. Yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> your character's breasts were reduced against your will. <laughs> my character, my main character doesn't have breasts. Really? No. It's a male. I bet your main character has nipples. Thank you. Funcom. Um Yeah, I think I think what you just have to do to avoid the running thing is just click on the, you know you click on the quest and whenever whatever's highlighted it shows up on the map where it is and you just have to pick stuff that's close to you and prioritize that them. doesn't that, I take still I doesn't. take partial responsibility you know uh, for poor management but course, I I think you know I was used to in Tortage yeah not having yeah. to go that far to and then, sudden, then you suddenly after you hit I mean, level 20 and you're thrust into your homeland, all of a sudden you're... Where you go into the ruins. Continent but, yeah, wide. but I mean, I, I just feel it's like, like it's... like you go into the ruins, there's like a quest or two there, then you go back, and you can't get those other quests until you finish the other quest, and it tells you go back to the ruins again, so you just have to keep on going back and forth, back and forth to the ruins. But there's usually stuff to kill on the way. It's not like it's just this nah. walk through. <laughs> I don't know plains with like nothing but rabbits and stuff. I mean, there's usually actually some of the zones I was going through were were a little high for me, so I was mm-hmm. I, I was more of an avoidance. Thing. I think it's all. I, about... I find I can kill one horde that's maybe four levels above me. If it's more more than one, then 
no dice, I'm going to die, and who knows where I'm going to be whiffed away to, to to resurrect, you know. Four levels above. Nerf summoners. Nerf summoners. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's I what... Pretty good uh, upgrade with the last patch, frankly. Yeah, I have to agree. Good, good upgrades. Well, is that about everybody's... No, what we want to keep playing? talking. I want to talk oh. about myself. Okay. <laughs> so, so, what have you been... Uh, and now it's time for the mailbag. We have emails from five folks, and we can't wait to share them with you. But not to the beat. (laughs) That was beautiful, Jim. Thanks, Thanks, Jim. Your relentless enthusiasm is infectious. And it's kind of scary, too. (laughs) Like a disease. First up, we have William. You may recall in our previous episode that William gave a very hearty recommendation of Warhammer Online, suggested that we learn about the game and read up on it, and realize that it will solve all of our problems and complaints in MMO land. And we responded quite tactfully with our opinions. And we even had a we even had a guest visit from Paul Burnett. Paul Burnett, who brought it home, as always. He's always dependable. He sure is. So here's what William has to say about that. We were happy, surprised to get an email response and he said Hey it's William again. I just wanted to thank you guys for telling it like it is about my last email. You shook me out of my mythic fanboy phase, so thanks. Well, we're glad to be of service. Remember, William, knowing is half the battle. Admitting you have a problem is the first step. Let us help you help yourself. Because knowledge is power! (laughs) Enough said. What else do we have in the mailbag? Julian, who has written blog posts on ChannelMassive.com previously, wrote us an email. He has this to say. It's about a recent news event. Developer Turbine has made several third-party franchises into successful MMOs. Their crown jewels mean Dungeons & Dragons Online and Lord of the Rings Online. Now speculation is amassing that Turbine is in talks, or the beginning stages of development, with Time Warner to make a Harry Potter MMO. The facts do favor this conclusion. A recent $40 million donation from Time Warner, the cash cow of Harry Potter, and... Turbine's success with Western MMO gamers. Either way, if Harry Potter as an MMO does come to be, you can expect the fan reaction to be massive with a capital M. Wow. And a true cash cow will be created. Thoughts? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that big of a cash cow as some might think. I I, I think we might see younger generations interested in MMOs uh, uh, more more than buying hotels or, you know, just whatever well, the everybody thought whatever the hell they do. I don't know. What teddy bears that yeah, get you membership. Probably did too, and it didn't. What's that? Know? Lord of the Rings Online. I mean, it's successful. It's yeah, just it's not... relatively successful, but yeah, I mean, but... everybody thinks that, you know, like a Harry Potter MMO, what the fuck are you going to do in a Harry Potter MMO? Ride okay. a freaking broom? When I, when I skimmed through the first Harry Potter book, I thought, wow, this would be really nice if I hadn't read everything I've ever read during the course of my lifetime. And then I thought, 
well, people will probably dig it. And then everybody went freaking nuts for it. It was like bigger than the Anne Rice books, which, you know, I'm just comparing that because it's something in our lifetime that was a big deal to some. It was like, you know, I couldn't understand the whole fan um, worship around it. I still don't understand it. Like the every time a book was coming out, it was like this people in line thing. So for I think for, they're I think they're accessible to a, a wide audience. You know, I, I, I think I, so. I think, but they're they're it's definitely it's not anything we haven't ever heard or <laughs> the fantasy genre. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> that is well said, as always. But <laughs> basically, my personal it's taste fast food, to, think, to my personal of. taste, yeah, it's a watered down piece of crap fast food thing. And um, I don't necessarily Orson think Scott it's... Card said it best when he said, "Wow, a book about a." very gifted young man who goes through simulations of battle to that seem like games but actually have a deeper purpose. Hmm, very original. Yeah. But <laughs> of course I created that idea. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's all it's all rehashed, regurgitated. You may have heard and, of a and, little book called Ender's Game, you sons of bitches. Yeah, it's it's kid friendly and it's, you know anyway, I'm just saying I can't envision it as a game that I would ever play, but I would by no means say that it's a weak franchise or something that won't garner, like, gazillions of players. Because it's going to be, you know, except for, like, devout, super zealous, religious fundamentalist Christians, most people will will probably think it's good for their kids to play this over other things. You know? I think Noah's going to have a really strong opinion about this. <laughs> yeah, because he's been watching me talk and looking... He's been giving everybody the eye. He's got something to Hasn't say. He's, <laughs> he's, he's been listening, though, but I I'm can tell. He, he's, he's thinking the gears, the cogs, the cobwebs <laughs> are moved no, out. I, I, I haven't learned anything. <laughs> there is no room for respect. <laughs> pretty sure that I know that massive. Noah's a pretty big Harry Potter fan. He just, I love Harry Potter. He just took the... Um, he just He just irrigated or lubricated his brain with some kind of oil that he squirted into his ear. Well, Noah's so crazy about Harry Potter, he, you know, made a made a lightning scar on his forehead and wears these crazy glasses around. And it's kind of like Manson almost. Doesn't go well with the you neck know, beard. Manson, but, yeah. like, <laughs> of course, of those of you so that have been to our website have seen the picture of uh, Noah with the nose ring and the goatee. Seven but feet tall and 350 forehead, pounds and... There's a lightning bolt scar. Anyway, tell us your opinion us your on the MMO property. Wow, I, I I feel so honored to have such an elaborate, belabored introduction well, to my thoughts. Well, <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so our next letter is from Scott. <laughs> what do you really think, Noah? I think that Harry Potter is a really great franchise. I think it's actually very entertaining. For me, it was something that got me back into reading after I kind of abandoned it after college. And I find that it's very creative and accessible and fun. And I haven't read as many books as you have, Mark. But I've only read the four. The four? Books. What? Four well, there's books. the Bible, the greatest story ever told. <laughs> there was, uh, of course, uh, Dune. Frank Herbert. Frank, Frank Herbert. Right up there with the Bible. There was. I think uh, it exceeded the Bible, if you ask me. But there was, uh, it's kind of the same story, really. He only reads... Stories about messiahs, I think. It's all about my messianic uh, <laughs> voyage. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, God. There are two. You have to find the other two for yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll do a background. They're not Harry Potter books. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> well, the one could draw parallels. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, please, please, Noah. Yes, I apologize. We recently talked about a new developer coming into 
well, coming out of a shroud of secrecy after three years, which is King's Isle, and their first announcement of their big set of new MMOs that are totally unique was a Wizard 101 MMO, which is aimed at the tween market, I guess, people who are in between Club Penguin and World of Warcraft. And I thought, well, that sounds cool, but it's not Harry Potter. It'd be a lot more interesting if it were Harry Potter, I think, for most people. And this will probably, if if there is a Harry Potter MMO, because this, this is entirely speculation, it would squash Wizard 101 like a, like a bug. Like a bloody bug. I think it'd squash a lot of stuff. And it, I think it'd be very I would totally give it a try if it's done well, if it's as elaborate as Lord of the Rings Online's world is. I think it could be very compelling and exciting for a lot of people. And it could definitely expand the MMO market, which I think is only good for fans of the genre. Bravo. Bravo. What do you think this says for Turbine? Like, we can't make an IP anymore. We have to... We, we have, have to have, to have, have license. Somebody give us a license, please, anybody. <laughs> we had our Asheron's Call thing, which was, like, very creative, but after that, we've just kind of run out of steam, and now we need Dungeons & Dragons or... Yeah, I wouldn't call Dungeons & Dragons a or... crown jewel, by the way. Oh, yeah, by the way, not not successful, not a crown jewel. More like a, what is that called? Macalite? Is that, is that, a, is that something? It's like looks like jade. Ash, Ash, Malachite? Ash, Ash, Malachite? The, uh, Mac, Malachite, yeah, sorry. Hermaphrodite? <laughs> Malachite. The hermaphrodites <laughs> of their stalactites and stalagmites? You were oddly quiet during our Jason analysis. just wants to move on. Oh, man. I just... Hate Harry Potter. Good for you. Yay. Harry. Harry Potter. All right. What, Harry. Else, what else do we have in the mailbag? We have an email from Scott. Scott Hurry. has a very scientific means. Not a corner for Scott, though. No. no. <laughs> Scott has a very scientific means of spotting a role player. Here it goes. What exactly is role playing in online RPGs? I've always preferred the light side of role playing in that I don't. As speak opposed to the dark side. <laughs> as my tune. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Vader. I tried not to laugh. <laughs> I've always preferred the light side of role playing, as opposed to the dark side. <laughs> and I've always preferred the light side of. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I have always preferred the light side of role playing, and that I don't speak is my tune. But I try to play each as if they had their own personality. In regards to reading other players role-playing tendencies, my gauge has always been character names. I have found if someone uses a name suitable to the lore of the game, that's a pretty good indicator that they're playing the game in character or are willing to accept others that do. Or if someone uses the same name from game to game, they tend to play their character as an extension of themselves first and as its own character second. Last but not least, any name referencing a current event or real person is an instant flag that the user is the is in the game as themselves, or impersonating Paris Hilton. I added that last part. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, Noah slash PartyGirl54, what, yes. what do you think about this? I think that's well, that's one loose way of finding out if people are role-playing. You could also just talk to them. Um, I, I think for suspending your imagination that if people are running around with pop culture names, that obviously that doesn't help the role-playing experience. Isn't it pretty common anymore that role-playing servers are their own entities on a, a yeah. lot of these games? So, yeah. I mean, that's one gauge is go to the role-playing server and there are the role-playing people. <laughs> I one mean, I, would hope. I tend to not use, I know Mark's opposite of this, but I tend to not use the same names from game, 
game to game and 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 kind of pick something that I feel goes with the lore. Yeah. Just to kind of get into it, but I'm definitely not really role playing, I wouldn't say. Yeah, when we were dancing so naked on the, the beach on <laughs> White Sands Isle. <laughs> not role playing. <laughs> oh, I was role playing. <laughs> Welcome oh, yeah. to the White Sands. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't dance any faster. The Stygian women dance pretty damn slow. They're being seductive. But hot. Yeah, it was hot, but very slow. Mesmerizing, just, I would say. Yeah, but very slow. No Noah comparison to my sister. Was kicks. quite limber. <laughs> yeah. He was limber, and you were like just river dancing it up, man, Mister Flatley. Tip, 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 tip. It was a scene, and people kept running by and looking at us disgustingly. <laughs> they just stopped. They'd arrive at White Sands and then see the, what we were doing. We were right by the not go <laughs> right anywhere. By the beach where you come in, yeah, right on the boat. What do you think, Jay? I mean, I don't think Dark that, Lord, uh, whatever. You I don't know. think that this really has any relevance. I mean, Kitty Cat sixty nine. Yeah, exactly. You know, if somebody who plays Kitty Cat sixty nine is like. You know, you know if they're going to be role playing or not. If they're on a role playing server, if they're not, then obviously, you know, they're not going to be named Kitty Cat sixty nine because they're not going to allow Kitty Cat sixty nine's name to be on a role playing server. So you're never going to see that name on uh, on those kind of servers. So I don't know. I just I don't buy into the theory that you can judge a person whether he's a role player or not just by a name alone. I think it kind of helps. Like, if your name is, like, Zalaphorius, you know, or something crazy like that, they they might be a little into it. But Or they might just tell def- you to go fuck off if you try to talk to them by saying, Hail! Hail! <laughs> shall, we go, shall we go slay some dragons together, my friend? And be like, who in the hell are you I have recently <laughs> arised from the hills of Mithra, and I am ready to slay the demon god Zychondrius. And, oh... Uh, no, hang on, I got a I got a phone it. call. Just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of like have little weird like backstories for some of my character names that I play because I typically choose the same character name and and like class like a caster will usually have the same name and yeah kind of have that going on internally. But I'm I'm mostly an out of character kind of guy. I I'm, guess my my main question is. Why do you need to know who's role playing and who's not? I mean, does does Scott or any of you frequently just walk up to players and need have a need to know this, or is it because of the the groups he's getting into? Or well, usually it's after a failed cyber attempt that I, that I <laughs> try to figure the out. The last role playing story I think we had was Jason and EverQuest two. Yeah. Which was really funny, and you were you dropping on, on the couple. People? No, I, but that was a really cool experience, though. That was, but that was a role playing server too. It was, and and I totally got into it, and everybody kind of just played a part, and it wasn't even you know it was just off the cuff. You know, I happened to be there, and with your character, I, a lot of fajitas. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a, <laughs> a lot of vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no wonder why I ended up getting banned off the server after. After, after a period of time. After you were cybered your brains out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still pissed from when City of Heroes took the name Doggy Style away from me. What did you become after that? Diggity Dog? Diggity Dog. Yeah. I don't know why Doggy Style was not a good name. I'll never understand. <laughs> I'll keep my comments to myself. <laughs> All right, next email from Cthulhu. I was role-playing. He was role-playing. <laughs> I was looking for, you know, some cyber. <laughs> 
Actually, I wasn't role playing. That was the opposite. Like Scott said, it was an extension of myself. <laughs> Through your avatar into a virtual world. So Cthulhu wonders if Age of Conan's healers are going to be able to keep up. He wrote, I play a 44 Tempest of Set. One of the big problems me and my guildies have is the lack of direct healing. As a Tempest, I have heal over time spells and one direct heal with a long cooldown. I thought that maybe the other healing classes would have more, but after grouping up with other healer types, I find not only is everyone lacking this, but a lot of our heals don't stack with each other. How is this going to affect in-game rating? Thanks. This is the best email point I have seen in a long time, by the way. Wow. Well, tell us why, Mark. Because it's something I noticed too when playing, especially with um. There's <laughs> so in other words, if you confirm Mark's opinion, <laughs> yeah, it's well, a great. Opinion. It's all subjective, right? <laughs> no, but when we were when we were playing the other day with the four of us, we had a, we had we had two priests, we had a um a warrior, and and we had what were what the hell were you, Jason? No. What were we? What were you? What he was, was your, a. You were some kind of spellcaster. I'm a necromancer. I was yeah, playing a necromancer. Yeah, a caster. So, all my spells so far are are heal over times or hots, right? And all of Noah's were heal over times, and so there was no like just direct like flash heal kind of spell. So when you guys are in trouble, I couldn't like really really save you. You couldn't. You didn't feel like you're intervening. It was more yeah. like. I had to watch the. You were like, "Oh God, I hope that they're able to keep up, or we kill these mobs." I hope he like drops all aggro and runs away or something because I could. I I had to just kind of watch, and when somebody started to get you know hit, I had to heal, or you know start the healing because it's all heal over time. Well, here here here's where we're gonna have a problem answering your question. Unfortunately, we we're not high level yet enough to gauge the effects of of this. But yeah, I could see where that is, where that could become a problem. Right. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, it might become a problem. I think one one thing that I've noticed is the relatively quick pace at which one heals in Age of Conan. Well, like out of combat, you That's heal true. so fast. I mean, it's, yeah, out of, I mean, even even while in combat, you, you can still see that go up. I mean, provided yeah. you've put more More so than any other that. game I've played. But there's still no, like, just... You know, there's right. No there's no save jump. Somebody. There's there's not this yeah. plateau that you can suddenly reach by somebody healing you. I understand that, but what what did you think, Noah? Because you were the other healer. I mean, I I was getting kind of concerned. Well, I did a little preliminary research in the bear shaman class and was bastard surprised. <laughs> I don't know if if incorrectly surprised to learn that I won't be able to resurrect anybody until I get to level thirty. Now, when you think of it in the big scope of the game, there's 80 levels. I guess that's kind of early. But it just kind of set an expectation for me that a lot of things that I was going to do were going to be passive or not too impressive. It's more less spectacular, and I perhaps by being less spectacular, a little, uh, less spectacular, a little bit more realistic. But I still enjoy it. I don't know, because it, with as quickly as you regenerate your health, at least that's one penalty to it is that you can't depend on somebody to just save your butt at the last second. You have to be more strategic and thoughtful about your gameplay, which adds a nice angle to it. It's not what we're used to, though. I mean, we're used to being able to do it, so it almost feels like a gimp in this case. Right. But I think it creates more It creates more clever gameplay, and the ability that you can be saved makes things a little bit more stressful, considering that your life does go up on its own pretty quickly. 
I think it's a bit of a balancing. It's an unusual way to balance things, but it's okay. It's kind of, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of the, um, when you played the villains in City of Heroes and you were like the healer, damage dealer, hybrid kind of class. I can't remember what were they called. Like, not dominators, uh, but, uh, corrupt scourges. Was it scourges that did the, or corruptors? So these guys are kind of like that. Like the bear shaman, he's kind of a warrior, kind of a healer. Mm-hmm. The Tempest of Set is kind of a, uh, caster, you know, lightning caster kind yeah. of healer. And so I assumed, I just assumed that if I switched over to a priest of Mitra, I would have all these super heals, but they they don't seem to be a dedicated healing class either. So yeah, it's weird when you, no, and that, that's what their intention was. They didn't want anybody to yeah. just be a pure healer class. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. Cause you have to kind of work with it, you know, and you've got to, your tanks have to be a little bit more self-sufficient than I think in other games. Yeah. In, in that they need to either have some way to, you know, mitigate the damage or they need to have some way to um, be healing themselves. You know, like I think, I, I only really know the Conqueror class, but, you know, there's like a, a feat tree where you get a percentage on every hit to heal yourself a little bit. You know, it's it's things like that. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of an, it's an interesting dynamic to play. And I guess when we get to some of the harder dungeons, we'll know more about, you know, how, how it's really going to play out. Other than that, I was just interested in how Cthulhu was able to type this with all those tentacles and stuff. But uh, looks like he <laughs> he made it through. Probably has a special keyboard. He's a minor god. He probably has something. Oh yeah, it's probably just a direct uh, t- telepathy thing. Yeah, he willed it. He probably typed it all through Jason. Jason seems <laughs> like he already knows how this was gonna was gonna go. <laughs> Our last email is or from Eric, <laughs> and he is a longtime listener, first time emailer. He wanted to take Mark, no, Jason, to task. No, Mark. No, wait. Well, he said Mark, but he meant Jason. Because our voices are so identical, Jason and I are often <laughs> mistaken for one another. I swear to God. Look at the pictures on the website. I mean, yeah. This, is, this has people. become like a, um, the most annoying thing. If you're really a long-time listener, you'd know who is speaking when. Oh, the one who's doing Pwned. all... He's a long-time listener. Pwned. Jason's ego is bruised. It's okay. <laughs> it's the banana ego. Time for a group hug. <laughs> group, wait, one moment while we group hug. Oh, <sighs> stop touching me. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> Eric writes, Bear Shamans seem to come into their own after level 15 and really shine in their mid-20s. They aren't damaged powerhouses, but can really hold their own. I'm all about a class that may not severely pwn and one-shot, but has really neat abilities that are just fun to see. I have a really hard time comparing the Bear Shaman playstyle to anything in WoW, and I think that is what excites me most about the class. You actually get bonuses by to your healing by kicking the crap out of things, and then you get bonuses to your attack by healing. Also, you get a lot of health regen to counteract the class's low HP. Bear Shamans are one of the most balanced classes in the game. When I say that, I mean they hit the sweet spot of feeling powerful, even over- overpowered in some cases, but they still get their faces kicked in and have to group in elite quests and such. I would say I agree with that so all far. Right. That's all we've got to. That's uh, we've pretty much. Oh no, Jason's about it, played a bear sh- shaman as well, and rock shaker. I, I guess bear I shaman. just sucked so bad at it. That I just didn't get the class. So, you know, I'm glad people like the bear shaman. I mean, I just, I guess my style of play just didn't fit. Yeah, you know? I'm like that with some of them. Too. And some classes are like that. You know, you just 
some somebody might pick up a class and it will fit them like a glove. Others right. like me, I'm like, bear shaman. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> I, <told her. laughs> I think it fits Noah's playing I, style. I think you play it well. I mean, I you know you're at what, what are we at sixteen or? I don't remember. I'm like oh a twelve God, or thirteen. You guys must have really out leveled my necromancer. We did. I'm yeah, you to need to catch up. Catch up. By the way, you know like. The um, demonologist in me do not work. Me and the the Herald of Zotley, I do not. Those like are ones that. that you were excited I'm about. I'm the demonologist. I know. I'm just saying. I've tried them. I've tried oh, the demonologist. Yeah, as, oh, playing it. Yeah, I thought I've, you meant yeah. grouping with. Oh one. no, I, I just was like, mean fuck gel, you, man. You, you like, play no, no, no. When you gel with a class, <laughs> though, I've I've tried like two of the summoner classes. Do not work for me. I I kind of like the necromancer. Yeah. I like all of the priest classes. And it's, I think I like the warrior class, but funny. the rogue th- classes don't work for me either. Perhaps, you know, uh, this is a, a pretty good tribute to how, uh, you know, the marketing staff or the character staff or whoever developed this game, you know, like wrote out They're the character classes. Come. I know. Who, <laughs> <laughs> he means the specific people in Funcom, the department. Whatever, whatever you call the department. The Department Jack of Character ass. Development. <laughs> Jason is a salacious crumbosaurus. But whoever wrote wrote those descriptions, you know, I I think you know I I read them and was immediately drawn to. I was like, oh, the demonologist. That sounds cool. Yeah. And I I haven't even had a, a strong desire to go play a different character, but we we did play. Alts, alts, and and actually, I don't play the demonologist when and you like your four of us. And I, I did. You were like, "Go oh, try a dark templar," and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool too." And I, I had a good time doing that. But I, I, I strongly have this uh, affinity? association affinity with with the uh, demonologist that I play. And knows it seems like you're the same way. It's like you've got this bear shaman. It's like, wow, this is exactly yeah, you know what, mm-hmm. how I feel, and, and and it just fits and. And I think Mark, I like my conqueror. Or, yeah, you like assassin your, conqueror hybrid. I'll be honest, I haven't <laughs> found that class yet. Really? But you've 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 tried more of them than any of us. I mean, you played them <laughs> yeah, farther I or further. I haven't found the class further, yet that I just seems like it fits me like a glove. Really? No. Anything even close? Like maybe the conqueror, maybe the assassin. But the one you've been playing the most is the Herald of Zotley. Yeah, I know. I mean, but I he is fun you, to play. See, you'd it's have to kind of argue that maybe that's the one and you just... No, you just, I don't know. But I'm not... I like him, but I don't like him like him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You haven't consummated the relationship <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. Understood. Uh, and that's good for everyone. Well, I could be wrong. All I'm right. going to get into the tweak. That's the email bag. Okie doke. First, last, asshole, hold. Jason, what time is it? I've done far worse than kill you, Admiral. I've hurt you. And I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me, as you left her, marooned for all eternity, in the center of a dead planet. Jason is channeling Khan, which <laughs> might give you an indicator of what we will be discussing next. Anyway. Fine Corinthian leather. 
Quarantine. <laughs> that was a beautiful tattoo. Oh no, Fantasy Island. Come, <laughs> Tattoo. We must meet our guests. The plane. The plane. Fantasy Island. The MMO. <laughs> that is. That's the new. That's the new crypto MMO. Everybody's been wondering what they've Jason been. Jason and Noah uh, are having for. a rough time with their relationship. <laughs> we have gathered them here to Fantasy Island in hopes that they can rekindle what brought them together. It's the plane. The plane. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard it here first. Cryptic Studios is, it's been confirmed, they're now working on the Fantasy Island MMO. <laughs> we might have come to the wrong conclusion, but we doubt it! No. <laughs> no. Our sources Our tell sources us. are solid. <laughs> solid as a... In all seriousness, um... Basically, if if you've been living under a rock today, and, and well, maybe you are. For all we know, I like my rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the photo on our about the channel massive team, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty page much sums it indicates up. that Jason lives under a rock. I live in my basement in a wood paneled room. <laughs> Dude, that is a sweet wood panel basement with vintage computer equipment and porn. Anyway, there totally. was a countdown timer that appeared on Cryptic Studios website. And it's all. It also is on the Champions Online Line website, counting down at forty-five days, blah blah blah, hours, minutes, and seconds as a countdown. Of course, the the background for this countdown is Jack Bauer, old oh. <laughs> old perpetual entertainment art for uh, Star Trek Online. So, you know. It's like, so it's did just, you it's draw so a conclusion? It's like the big secret, the big count. What cracks me up is like the whole big countdown is supposed to be, ooh, this major announcement and everything. And, but everybody obviously knows what that announcement's going to be now. Yeah, it's just hype. It's Fantasy Island. Island. Some hype. It's cool. <laughs> Fantasy Island Online. Fantasy no, Island. No, that is not how we greet our guests. Get off his leg. You're humping <laughs> him like a jackrabbit. <laughs> anyway, so everybody knows now that Cryptic has... Has has they do have the IP for Star Trek Online? They're working on it. You know what we shall see from them. Who, who I knows? Wonder, I wonder how far they'll stray from the wonderful, engrossing, perpetual vision where it was like <laughs> the, it was the like, engrossing it was perpetual like, vision that would like failed. Four by four truck rally in space. No, I think you know, I think like you are the ship. I, you know, I honestly, there's probably a collective sigh of, sigh of relief from the community out yeah. there that says, you know, well, if any company was going to get this IP, you know, Cryptic, go Jack Emmert, you know, Cryptic, you know, would would do it justice, and so yeah. I, for one, am pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, I, I am too. I was sad when when it was going away, and I thought it might never ever happen, and and uh, I'm pretty. Jack Emery did us pretty good with City of Heroes. He did. He, you know, brought one of my loves uh, to MMO, superheroes. He brought you into the MMO. He did, really, for that matter. Well, that's not true. He birthed you. He brought you back into the MMO. He brought me back. He rebirthed me. (laughs) Rebirthed you. It was a rebirthing ceremony where Jack Emery wrapped Jim in a large rug, and then they... And my, and, and my placenta. And what would be the birth canal? <laughs> All the time squeezing him vigorously. <laughs> hey, Mark, can you go give me change. another drink? Sure. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> So in case you didn't figure out from that last segment, we are currently in the week in gaming. Woo-hoo. 
There was a great disturbance in the force. There was, I believe, an extinction-level event. It was. It was a total, like, mass extinction-level event in EVE Online. <laughs> Apparently, something really bad happened. Like 67,000 bad things? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's so funny. If you look at the, the screenshot, and you, you could kind of find a screenshot anywhere. Um, you can go to Massively.com and just search for EVE Online and, and search for this, but the, the Do I have to go there to find it? Yes, you do. Uh, anyway, the... <laughs> How do you make it that big? In, in Jita, Jita for me. those of you who do not play EVE Online, Jita is one of the... It's, it's a hive of scum and villainy. Oh, um, that sounds in, familiar. In, in EVE Online, essentially. Kind of like channel message. And it's basically where everybody goes. Everybody goes through Jita. You know, it's just one of those parts of space where you have to go through to get certain things and everybody kind of uses it as a hub did and <laughs> yeah, yeah they did until until the Past other day tense. when apparently something really bad happened people pulled up the map and it was like over 67,000 ships were blown up in Jita uh, the other day everybody's still trying to figure out what the hell exactly happened a lot of people think that they just blew up a lot of cheap shuttles that have been, you know, littering the whole area for a while there. Um, you know, nobody really knows exactly what happened, but it's kind of funny. And when you open up the map, it there's like this big red glow <laughs> hovering around Jita. So it's just kind of funny. Cause it, and you use that. In, in EVE Online, you use the map, and you kind of know, okay, gee, I need to avoid that part of space because you know that there's probably a lot of PvPing going on, or if you don't want to get ganked in certain sectors, you know, you don't want to go there. But I don't think anybody expected to see Jita having 67,000 <laughs> ship, <laughs> ship destroyed. You know, it, it's just kind of unheard of. Anyway... So it I haven't read a lot funny. about this, Jay. Has there been a, an official statement? From I, I haven't heard anything. They haven't man. said anything about it? They haven't said anything about it. it everybody's it's still kind of you know mass speculation right now. We don't, yeah, see, what glitch. We don't see anything <laughs> wrong here. Have you seen our new character avatars? <laughs> yeah, have you seen our new character avatars? <laughs> Look over here! Look over here! Pay no attention to all these ships dying! <laughs> nice. Nice jazz hands, Jason. Thank you. Speaking of another mass extinction level event, uh, apparently one occurred at Flagship Studios. Uh, a uh, audio and gameplay programmer has uh, said that the staff is leaving the Hellgate London developer in droves, quote-unquote. Yep. droves. He says that poor sales of the EA published game and negative consumer feedback has left the studio with low morale and dwindling talent pool. The reason that people are leaving in droves, they're leaving. What? <laughs> I re actually, you know, I read that right. It says the reason the is reason is that people, that people are, leaving. are leaving in droves. They're leaving. <laughs> Hooked on phonics. It still doesn't make any massive. sense to me. Wait a minute. I'm the so reason confused. people are leaving in droves is because people are leaving in droves. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you just I'm said? I'm so confused. 
Let me start this over. I again. think the reason why they're leaving in droves is because Mark canceled his subscription. I think that's part of it. And you know, if that's what it takes to make a point, that's what I'll do. <laughs> Uh, Somberg states that with so many programming staff leaving the, the company, he is likely to be the only senior programmer left working on the game. Thing is, the way things are going, I'm likely to be the only programmer still working on Hellgate left from the original crew, he stated. Just think of the compensation I'll get, though. Oh, yeah, millions. If Bill Roper would have just gone down the stairs and said, Zug, Zug, they'd have been all cheered up, but he didn't do it. He held out. <laughs> Somehow I don't think that that would have helped. Didn't they just get financing? They well, did. They got some funding from Comerica Bank to further support game development, whether or not that's actually going to be it, Hellgate or something else. It's probably going to end up being something else because any good business decision has to... You have to look at this thing and say, it's doomed. At least their test bed mythos is still looking good. <laughs> yeah. I'm but serious. But it's a free-to-play. It, you know, it's, it's a totally different format, I know, though. But I mean, it's... I think it's going to be way more popular than the the big marquee product, and it's just ironic, you know? Yeah, it really is. Something else that's funny, this story is actually over at gamesindustry.biz. In the related article sidebar, it says, it relates, it links to another article that says, flagship has, flagship has had less than 10% turnover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was Error. between the hours of compute. midnight and 2 a.m., we had less than 10% turnover. Yeah, this is that's actually awesome. him. So that's that's, that's, that's like the official response. McDonald's. That's yeah. the official response to the report that there are people leaving in droves. The, you know, it's not like it's a horrible game or anything either. It really isn't. It's it's decent. It's just, I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of people who disagree with that statement. Well, if they're obviously you did because you quit. Well, yeah. I mean, I played it and I enjoyed it for what it was, but it. It wasn't, I guess, the second coming of Diablo or Diablo 2, and it wasn't a full-blown MMO. It's just kind of something in between. It's just kind of a, you know, like more of an adventure game, I guess. And apparently, it's... Well, the CVO, David Brevik, begs to differ. He says, the team size for Hellgate is as big now as when we shipped. We are putting all of our efforts into these projects, that being Hellgate and Mythos, and I think it will... It will show in the upcoming Hellgate Abyss Chronicles. He attributed the accurate, the inaccurate information in the blog to Somberg's venting and exaggerating after, quote, having a bad day. And a lot of Jack and Coke. Mm, Jack and Coke. Yeah, I wonder if he, is he still going to be an employee? I don't know. After all this is said and done with? I mean, that's In a related really... article, <laughs> listed at exactly. the bottom, I mean, CEO seen publicly flogging senior developer, changing title to junior second-rate <laughs> developer, and putting him in charge of quote-unquote art assets and development. Speaking of failed MMOs... Vanguard? No, if you, have a, if you, if you wish, you actually have an opportunity now to play a failed MMO for free of a developer. Oh no! You have, you actually have the the part. You can play the part of a developer now. This is called uh, this new game is called MMO RPG Tycoon. It's a game that sets you up as the director of a failed MMO company. And clever. They say that it's pretty much a really cool game. They say it's a lot better than most commercial games out there. Uh, apparently, the game starts you out with the base of a failed MMO. Made by the previous director. 
man, my 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 screen name Brad McQuaid. It's not taking it. <laughs> yeah, it's as I if know. thousands of people are it trying to take that name. It generates this randomly, and it has balance and other issues. So the game is like totally messed up, just like a really bad. That's MMO. hilarious. Your goal is to balance the game, provide the players with enough fun gameplay to generate more hype for the game, and you could change the levels and zones, place towns, respawn points. You could change a lot of the aspects of how the game runs. And apparently you can you can actually zoom in and look at like little players who are playing your game and uh you can see their stats and what they're doing and stuff like that apparently. So You know it'd really be funny if I this don't know, is... I just think it's kinda of funny how, how people made a game about failure. An MMO failure. Yeah, but what I think what would really be funny is if this is tied to the back end server of of a real MMO. <laughs> yeah, that would be so so actually it's like you really game. are doing this. It's like it's that's exactly what it, it's Ender's game and it's basically putting you in charge of Vanguard but nobody it's knows. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Maybe, maybe it's that's like, why Vanguard is seeing a little rise in, and just, uh, in popularity. And just lately. like in Ender's game, when it's all done, like the main protagonist is gonna be like He'll, he'll like successfully relaunch Vanguard and it'll be a success and he'll be like just overpowered by the atrocity he's committed by doing such a thing. And then we'll be out of jobs. Shit. Yeah, if I can't criticize like Vanguard like at <laughs> least once every minute, <laughs> then then what are I we do? I don't think this podcast is worth it. No. I'm having second thoughts. Maybe this should have been all about cooking bacon. God. <laughs> so obvious. Bacon ice cream. Mm. Mm, bacon in my coleslaw. Unexplained bake. Say it, Jason. Forbidden donuts. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> unexplained bacon. <laughs> well, that was a good tangent. So just as Hollywood has its celebrities, so too does the game industry. And that would be us, of course. <laughs> Mark, we Jim, Noah, and Jason. We do the red carpet events. We, uh, we're flown around constantly from game developer studio to game developer yeah. studio. Where they, I've adopted a couple of Chinese babies, you know. Man, I, and you put the collagen in your lips, too. Yeah, I have. I'm going to adopt an American baby that I... That actually isn't adopted, but actually is my own baby. I sleep with a different Maxim supermodel every month. Under your pillow. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pull her out sometimes. (laughs) Our next topic comes courtesy of Wes Karana, which is a uh, she. I think it's a she, maybe. (gasps) I don't know. Oh, my God. Check your sources, dude. Tippa is a hardcore EverQuest, EverQuest 2, and Mythos player. Um, uh, an androgynous player. Well, yeah, we'll say androgynous for right now. Pat. Anyway, <laughs> um, she glommed on to the uh, NCSoft first quarter report, which kind of left out Tablo Rasa earlier. So what are you trying to say? They tabled the raisin? They ta- yeah, they did table the raisin, apparently. <laughs> um, but to refer to it as its full name, it is Richard Garriott's Tabla Rasa. Uh, Richard Garriott, of course, everybody knows, is a legendary video game programmer who made Ultima, the Ultima series, Ultima Online. 
et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Also has his name behind Tabla Rasa. Oh, and now he's going into space. 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 His dad was an astronaut. Um, really? Yep. Oh. Of course, we all uh, we also know other game gods, such as Brad McQuaid, what? who was uh, another <clears throat> absentee for the disappointment that was Vanguard's Saga of Heroes. Um, It'll be a game god. Who gives yeah, the, the list titles? goes on and on. You have the John Romero's of the world. American McGee. American McGee, Brad McQuaid, you know, the li- I mean, seriously, it's just, it's... Mark Miller. You know, so you have you have all these, yeah. you know, rock stars of of gaming, you know, for for lack of a better term, they're rock stars. You know, John Romero, he came out and you know he worked for ID Software for the longest time. You know, he was like legendary level designer, crushed by Dai Katana. Yeah, and then and then he came out Ion with Ion Storm. Mm. Yeah, mm. Ion Storm, Dai Katana. Everybody knows the story behind that <laughs> epic fail. If there ever oh. was one, it, yeah, in the that, gaming that, industry. like when you look up "epic fail" in the in the gamer dork dictionary, yeah, it's got John, this picture John of John Romero right there with his long with his, flowing hair. With this slogan: "This man will kick your ass." And he or did. He totally looked like a rock star. I mean, that's you know, you know, funny. Is you on the gamer dork dictionary? I, I do. He's I, a contributing author. I am <laughs> <laughs> to the abridged gamer dork. Dictionary. I guess her point. Her point is, is that these gaming gods are kind of like a dying breed, perhaps. Thank God. Uh, past <laughs> success is well, no serious. indicator of future success, and and, and I th- I think that's true. But I also think past failure isn't necessarily an indicator of, you know, future success. I mean, Turbine kind of had that really bad, you know, drop off with with Ashram's Call too. Funcom they, had Anarchy Online. Yeah, Funcom had Anarchy Online. It was horrible, and now Age of Conan, of course, is you know getting lots of critical acclaim, and it's doing really well. <laughs> what is that? Is that like John Romero today? Today after that's a lie. That's oh, not really John Romero. That's it like is a true fake him. picture. It is too. It's look that. That These are all gamer guys. This is going over incredibly well for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I I'm just, naked right now. Would now be the time to play the Dead Space sample? <laughs> <laughs> so while we were talking about John Romero, I thought it would be fun to look up, look him up in photographs. What does John Romero look like today? And Luckily, in this photo from put, uh, November links. 18th of last year. We can put year, links. We have the technology. He's not quite the... He used to uh, say John Romero hasn't aged very well. No. See? Yeah. Anywho, I I think the point is is that the gaming gods are kind of... We've forsaken them. You know, it's really... You know, there might be a few out there that we still look up to. Yes. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, no, that is John Romero. That's so sad and wrong and pathetic. It's <laughs> it's sick. So you don't, you, I mean, you don't think that they have any more left in them? You think no, they've I mean, lost touch there, with... There might be a few out there. I mean, we'll, we'll write. He might be the one of the yeah. last ones out there that everybody's like... Well, on the console side, Miyamoto. We'll, we'll, we'll write too. is one yeah. smart dude, though. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's... Like, if you hear him interviewed, you're just like, 
But he oh. is, you know, I think you would all consider he is a gaming god, game god. But he would never, like, call himself that, whereas some no, of these guys bask in the is. glory of their godhood, you know? It's like... John Carmack? John Carmack, he's he's still up there. He's just, you know, he's... he's but he's not even trying to be like but a But you know what the thing is, is that you don't see no. John Carmack's, you know... He's not blah, into blah, self-promotion. Blah, not, yeah. You know, Putting his name on it in front of every game title. Yeah, you know, Sid right. Meier. Although Sid I mean, Meier does put it, all his name in front of all of his games for the most part. See, I mean, American McGee though is, is it a vanity issue. What? They, I don't know. Well, for some it is. It's like it's like they get you know. It's like you you have enough people telling you you're awesome, and you start to go, oh yeah, I am. I'm a rock star. No, you're you're part of a game project that was successful at some point and you were a contributor to that and that doesn't really mean that like everything you do is going to turn to gold you know right but you know like american mcgee is um is kind of an interesting guy he has this crazy name american mcgee he expatriated to china (laughs) so he's american (laughs) mcgee in china and he's working on this really crazy game right now that's like a variation of um it's called grim and it's this like crazy episodic game based on the um, grim's fairy tales (laughs) really gutsy really out there totally unique and interesting and and it's gonna either totally sink or totally swim but you know we'll have to see but i mean you know these guys that are uh, quote unquote game gods, it's like I, I think a lot of them are just we're just like kind of in the right place, at the right time. Especially Romero. I mean, that guy just I don't know. He it was so everything was so overhyped with with everything. You know, he's gonna kick your ass with Daikatana, and then when it finally came out, it was yeah, it was pretty sad. But anyway, Jason. Anyway, all all hail the end of the Game God era. God era. I I think that it needs to go away. Well, part of it's like the the bar's been raised. I mean, the days of like this Lone Ranger kind of thing, like when Richard Garriott was coding Ultima, and the sole art assets were basically overriding the character set of the whatever computer it was to make a represent a stick figure representation of a character. I mean, now you need a team because you have like three. You have total you know disciplines for these games you have your your 3d editors your texture guys you know right, there you could be like there could be a whole sub team just in doing art assets right stuff and when it comes to development you've got you know depending on the complexity of the game you've got guys who do middleware guys who do the game client guys who do the game servant ser- servant game server Master i mean and <laughs> servant Let's play Master <laughs> and Servant. Come on. Oh, man. Master you're uh, showing a little too much of your <laughs> yeah, really. 80s. Sorry. Horrible. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Noah? Of course, I kind of provoked it, so yeah, he's not entirely at fault. I've been disappointed enough by games by these folks that I don't think I'm going to miss them. What about like with the consoles? I mean, especially like the some of the Japanese guys for Nintendo. Uh, I mean, there's, are, this, there there's a share of egomania, egomaniacal posers. Right. Like the guy who makes Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden, who just dramatically quit his company and has that, sued yeah, them that for was actually fairly recent, one point five million dollars. Yeah, that was just last week. Uh, there's also the guy who makes he made Killer Seven and No More Heroes. He's a little bit of that rock star persona, and then you have the more humble folks like Miyamoto, who made Mario and 
Zelda. Right. A lot of other... The Master, right? Yeah, and he's... People that are like that, people that are like Will Wright, it's cool you can respect them because their ego doesn't come into the room first. They just are who they are, and you can respect them for their works. But a lot of these other guys that think they're just badass or just big douchebags. And yeah. So long. Let them flame out with their ego and get a slice of humble pie. Dang, <laughs> I don't think I could have said it any better. And now it's time for blog o stereo Blogosteria, the new segment where we, well, we're basically just going to make fun of the whole blogosphere for panicking over a topic. Or at least a subsection of it. Yeah, a small subsection of the MMO uh, podcasting, blogosphering public. <laughs> they don't have to podcast. They might. Some they do, might. some don't. Anyway, this <laughs> some uh, like the topic for this week is... Uh, the the one that that generated a lot of a lot of craziness apparently was a class poll on uh, Warhammer Online. Ah! Oh sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> excuse me. Q. No, that was good. Q in the yeah. Q Q in more panic. Blogisteria. Uh, apparently there are a lot of worries now after this uh, informal poll on uh, the Warhammer Online forums. Oh my God! Yeah, tell us. Tell us what, what... were they were they. Got a section of 3,000 players, you know, give or take a few. And they're now determining that the dis- more play- more players are going to want to play destruction characters than order characters. The goblin shaman, oh therefore. God. Therefore, you know, of course there's going to be, you know, a lot of population imbalance in realm versus realm. And, and one realm will be, you know, dominating the other. Well, they should probably cancel the game. And yeah, essentially, you know, they're actually they need to redesign the game for, you know, in the eventuality that such a population imbalance does occur. Yeah, I yeah, it, it seems the sensible thing to do. Yeah, because usually in every other MMO, equal players play towards each class, right? Yeah, and usually it's, it's usually so if they're ten. One tenth of the popula- population oh, plays every uh, class, and, and it's and always never perfectly strays. divided and even on all servers. <laughs> and in no case does the more righteous-sounding character type or or faction ever have more players than the evil-sounding one. No, never. So, well, see, and I recall a similar every, thing happening. You know, a tenth in, of the population plays the healer class always, every yes. time. The funny thing is, is that I recall a similar going on in World of Warcraft where a lot of people were thinking, oh, everybody's going to play Horde, everybody's going to play Horde, and the next thing you know, you have all these servers (laughs) that have like a three-to-one advantage from Alliance to Horde on them, you know, and it's just, it's so funny how how these get so blown out of proportion so quickly. Well, so does everybody have a battle plan? You know, basically what I've done... I've started to get, um, I have 10 weeks worth of bottled water. I've got a small cache duct of tape. submachine yeah. guns duct and mortars. Tape. I have duct tape and enough uh, enough tarps to totally blanket my house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I've got Fox News on 24-7, so I get the Cans latest of beans, updates. Cans of beans, I've got, I've canned got, goods. I've got canned goods. 
Um, I've started to dig a tunnel under my house. Bomb shelter. To the mm-hmm. late, to the nearest Walmart gun department so that I can, you know, arm, stock arm up. Arm yourself, arm and yourself. And don't forget toilet paper. Oh, oh shit. Uh, I know, it's such uh, a we'll small to, thing, I'll, but I'll, when you think I'll about get it. Back to We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> and, gra- <laughs> and grab that We'll be right paper. back. Uh, Noah, do you have a battle plan together for dealing with this um, in class uh, slash faction imbalance? Yes, I do. I'm not going to play the game. Oh, oh. No. no! I find that highly unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I think of Warhammer Online much as the way that you think of Harry Potter. Oh! Oh, snap! I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm playing Warhammer. I have a lightning bolt tattoo on my temple and an unexplained <laughs> background for a while. <laughs> well, even though Noah doesn't appear to have any interest in Warhammer Online. That's just, that's his battle plan is he's pretending he's not going to play it, but actually he's going to be like the most rabid player ever. He's already purchased the collector's edition. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he no has. Doubt. Um, he's going to play an Empire Bright Wizard because it's, it's got the lowest percentage of people. <laughs> <laughs> you outcast. Well, no, I mean, seriously, you have, like, all these people who are freaking out about this, and there's a lot of theories. Well, you know, hey, you know, the everybody's going to want to play Destruction because, you know, that's what Warhammer is all about, you know, the war, you know, and, and death and destruction and mayhem. And so it <coughs> on the surface it appears that a lot of the cooler classes are on the on the bad side, the evil side of things, which normally they are. I mean, because, hey, I tend to gravitate towards the... You know, the orcs and the, you know, the ugly, you know, brutal-looking classes. But I think, war, you know, Warcraft, World of Warcraft kind of showed us that a lot of people do really like the pretty classes. The yep. the humans and the, the elves, the nice-looking elves, the the gnomes. Everybody that I know that plays World classes of Warcraft. Classes with hot asses. Classes, classes with hot asses, asses. exactly. The, the people that I know that have come over from the Alliance that are now playing Horde on World of Warcraft are all Blood Elves, so case in point. Yeah, exactly, and they wouldn't play Horde otherwise, no. really. And they still, I think they still secretly try to attack the undead Tarn and Orcs and Trolls. <laughs> and then they wonder why they can't. Yeah, oh, like, damn, damn it. it, why isn't it working? <laughs> I'm a Blood Elf. Oh, I'm a Belf. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, as we do in our new uh, segment here, Blogosteria, tell us how this developed and, and rippled through the blogosphere, Jay. Well, it, like I said, it just started with the class poll. It was just an informal, innocent little class poll on uh, the Warhammer Alliance website. And, they, like I said, they broke it down by class, by, um, by realm, essentially. And what they found was, is that, and the numbers, the numbers are, are very disturbing. Telltale. We have 59% of the players who were polled said that they were going to roll a destruction character, while only 40% said that they were going to roll an order character. So essentially you got, we'll, we'll just round it up. It's going to be like a 60 to 40 you know, blowout win for for destruction. 
somehow I don't think that that's going to, you know, and plus 3,000 people does not a poll make. No. Ask MSNBC. And these people, they don't, maybe they think, oh, I want to, they're just, they're superficially interested in the evil class right now, but they haven't played it. I mean, before we played Age of Conan, there were classes that we thought we would really like to play. You guys talked about that earlier, thinking whether you'd like to play the Necromancer or the Barbarian, and they've ended up being things that you've not been interested in at all, and you've played, you're playing something else. And I think that's a good point. These things are going to balance out. These people are no, has totally speculating about <laughs> nothing, which is something the blogosphere is very good at. And of course, not that we don't like the blogosphere. We're part of it in a kind of small... We're the best part of it. Bit of the universe. No, we we're are. the wart in the blockosphere. <laughs> we're the, we're the wart. We're did, the did you see my pimple post on the butt. this last week? It was good. It was good. Pimple on the heartfelt. butt of the blockosphere. Heartfelt and sincere. I meant heartfelt and sincere, not heartfelt insincere. <laughs> oh, it's hard. Anyway, you need the, to the enunciate. I know. Is that if, if, the cla- if the realm imbalance, you know, comes into play, you know... People who roll high-level um, order characters are going to end up just quitting altogether, or rolling destruction characters, basically making things even worse for the other side on the same server. Well, and these people are also assuming that the game debel- developers are so short-sighted that they wouldn't have something programmed into the design of their game to account for an imbalance. Well, they may not. I mean, these people are assuming that they're going to own the game 100%. There's going to be no non-playable characters. There's going to be no monsters that aren't crea- controlled by another player. And that's stupid because it's not true. Funny, you'd think a beta might work out some of those details, but I don't know. Yeah. It's mythic. That's not why they beta test. Oh, sorry. My bad. It's, it's mythic. They were used to three three different factions before. Yeah. Talk about imbalance. Yeah, this is true. I mean, they had... Three different two ought to realms, be easy. you know. Two ought to be a lot easier to to deal with. You would think. Yeah, you know, another game company. It's like maybe, but they they really kind of figured that out a long time ago. So the ripple goes onward. Yeah. Oh, it does. I mean, even so, even so, guilds are getting into it. Guilds are already starting to say, "Oh man, should we play order?" Since order seems to be the underdog of of the whole. It was it. Was it this month that the mass suicide started as as, as you know part of a, a way to cope with this? I mean, I understand that Michael Zinke is gone. Uh, and some several other bloggers have have fallen as well. Is that is that right? Oh yeah. Well, of course, Michael couldn't help but get into this discussion as well. Um, but he unfortunately, but he's still alive. You know, easy, Mark. I I know you're really concerned, <laughs> and your love is still strong. Oh, for, thank you. Thank yeah, unfortunately, he, he he did. He wasn't able to personally come by here and and give you his his exact his exact thoughts. And Wait, feelings is there a knock and, on the window? Well, there might be. There might be. Oh, he's floating. He's floating. He's coming towards you. <laughs> the night is coming. Oh, uh, anyway, Michael. Wait, I just happened to have a letter here. Of course, Michael Zanke couldn't have. Uh, he couldn't stay out of this, and I think he actually took took the point where, you know, don't assume that it's that bad off yet. So he was kind of like one of the shining rays of hope in all of this. <laughs> he was like one of the ones who oh, said, "When Mark's love grows stronger, yeah, please don't <laughs> don't panic yet." Um. 
basically he says the bad guys are the most popular faction in MMOs every single time. That's right. Horde was very, very popular during World of Warcraft's beta, but the live game was dominated by a preponderance of Alliance characters. This was corrected when the Hordies, of course, got the Blood Elves. Hotter than the night, hotter than the night elves by far. By the way, I don't know. I might. I don't know. Uh, it, no it, doubt. it wasn't because Belfs, of the years. Elves I mean. over uh, elves for sure. <laughs> I mean, what does he mean by hot? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the ears. Maybe the ears turn him off. They have the same ears. Has he watched horror? I wonder. <laughs> the I don't know. Episode. Maybe he has. <laughs> I can break you of Another any point kind he has to make is he says this skewing towards evil is without a doubt the result of self-selecting populations. MMO beta players are, by definition, evil. Massive gaming enthusi- oh. enthusiasts. Most MMO beta oh, players are wrong. veterans, probably grizzled players from a slew of other virtual worlds. As a result, they're going to skew more towards the hardcore end of the spectrum. Generally speaking, the evil side tends to be a little bit more hardcore-ish. Another point he makes is that same self-selection applies to the poll that folks are getting worked up about. That poll is not a representative sample of all the folks that are going to be playing the game. It's just indicative of the folks that read those forums and bother to answer the poll in the first place. And the most important thing to keep in mind is that Destruction is probably popular because there are several compelling classes on that side of the war that have already been fully explained. Players who find the healer-slash-nuka role of the Gobbo Shaman even slightly compelling can fully jump behind the Destruction side of it, the Greenskins, because they basically know everything there is to know about that class, and I think that's a really good point, that Mythic has really throwing a ton of information at us about the destruction classes, like big time. And we've mm-hmm. heard all sorts of stuff about like the orcs and the and the chaos guys and everything like that. But honestly when you look at the the news that you get about the the order parts Yeah, I've read eh, more. It's about kinda just that, like but... meh, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, well, well we talk about them, but there doesn't seem to be an, like a lot of Whenever you see Paul Barnett coming out, he's always like, look at this orc killing this guy. This is freaking awesome, isn't it? You never hear him say, you know, oh, look at this high elf. You know, he's slashing, you know, these, you know, he, yeah, it's hard to get enthusiastic about a a nice little elf or a dwarf bashing. Look at this dwarf engineer as he engineers stuff. So, yeah, maybe some of that is Mythic's fault where they, they're not necessarily promoting the order side of things as much as the. As the uh, destruction yeah, side, could be. Anyway, I don't know. My my whole point is is uh, again, we all know what this segment is called. It's called blogosteria, and I think that a lot of people are freaking out over nothing. And um, yeah, it's a game that's not even out yet. It's not even out yet. You're supposed to panic. It's not gonna be out for a while yet. I tend to panic when I log in and there's like just me. On my side, my faction. It's like just me. <laughs> when you I'm log like, in in the battlegrounds, I didn't realize this was a private server. Why isn't anyone here? Why? Why is it when I go outside of my city, it's just a a huge populace of the opposite faction waiting to kill me? But there's nobody else here but me and the NPCs. Like that. That's probably the good time to panic. <laughs> right yeah, I would there. say so. Yeah. And that's when you go back to your, your, your safety zone and play solitaire for eight hours <laughs> while you binge on, like, Cheez-Its, you know? Do a, do a gaming marathon of Minesweeper Mountain for a Dew while. Mountain Dew and Cheez-Its, yeah. I think that's probably the safest bet. Mm-hmm. 
That wraps up episode 46. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to be a part of episode 47, gosh, we're so close to our 50th episode. Ever closer. But if you want to be part of the next episode, please feel free to send us an email at mailchannelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Or. M-A-L-E. Mark didn't plead for it like he did in the last episode, but he still would love to have a voicemail from Skype. Yes, please. Because Sexy Girl 14 has... (laughs) You know, she's really not been making many appearances on my computer. Oh, no. She stopped? Yeah. There's, like, old gal 54. <laughs> and Old saggy breasted and chick while, 64. And we have a compelling dialogue about all the things we liked from the 1950s, sexy girl 13 and 14, they just have forsaken me. So I could actually go with some legitimate listeners at this point. <laughs> it would be nice. You can leave a message. If at you... channel.massive.skype. Yep. That's right. And it's very simple, so please... You can please. send in an MP3. Oh, yeah, sorry. you can also, if you don't want to get into Skype, you can just send us an MP3 if you can record yourself wave. with other technologies. Or an Ogvorbs. Yes. Until next time. <laughs> I'll put the crickets in there. Yeah. <laughs> Noah was briefly a deer in a head, deer he in a headlight. Well, you just kept mumbling things, Mark. I didn't know how long you were going to go on. I <laughs> just wanted to Sorry. wait. I'm totally done mumbling now. Are you? Okay. Or am I? I might not be done. <laughs> Sorry to tell no. mumble, mumble, Thank you very mumble, much mumble, for downloading episode mumble. 46, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Mumbler. Mumbler.